It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the podcast formerly known as Access Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. You may have noticed the name on our logo has changed a little bit. That's just a placeholder because we are currently developing a brand new show that will have a new name and a new sound. We will be working on getting that right this summer. In the meantime, we'll be revisiting some of our favorite interviews from our first four years. As we do that, we'll continue our mission to get you ready for the weekend with a roundup of some of the fun, entertaining, and educational things to do in and around Atlanta in the coming days. Let's get started with a couple of those upcoming events. Family Food Fest Atlanta is returning and celebrating its 20th anniversary at the Georgia Freight Depot on June 19th. The annual multicultural food tasting event, originally known as Real Men Cook Atlanta, features a host of caterers, chefs, restaurants, celebrity talent, civic and political leaders facing off with sweet and savory dishes that are pleasing to the palate. It's been seven years since its name change, and Family Food Fest Atlanta is held every Father's Day and celebrates influential men both in and outside the home. Find our story on the annual event in Thursday's Living section in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and online at AJC.com. One day, Tatiana Bell sees a group of kids riding their bikes around a mural. Their mother points to the mural, which depicts a black man surrounded by words of encouragement, and tells them, that is God right there. Bell, communications manager at arts nonprofit Living Walls, tears up, thinking to herself that these kids may have never seen art like that before. Quote, that's what empowerment is, really, she said. The mural was by Dimitri Burke, who, along with Ariel Danielle and Tim Short, was one of three Atlanta artists chosen by the Adult Swim Mural Project for the Spring-Summer 2022 installment. The initiative, in partnership with Living Walls, was created to foreground local black artists by giving them the resources to produce large-scale murals citywide. Find out more about the artists and where to see their work in Thursday's Living section in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and at AJC.com. Stay tuned for more events later in the podcast, and after the featured conversation, we'll take a look at what the AJC is bringing you this week, both online and in print. But first, let's revisit a podcast from 2019 when we celebrated Waffle House with an in-depth guide to the Atlanta Institution. As part of that package, our food, dining, and living editor, Lagaya Figueres, made her first trip to a Waffle House. It was a sweet, sticky, and comforting revelation that so many of us take for granted. 
Find out what it was like for a first-timer to experience Waffle House. And keep in mind that the interview we're about to hear is from nearly three years ago, so any dates and events that may come up are in the past. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here uh, with our dining editor, Lagaya Figueres. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Um, it's great to have you here. It's always great to have you here because we love to talk about food. And this week we're talking about uh, something special, an Atlanta icon. Yes, the Waffle House. Yes. So you've been immersed in Waffle House lore lately, right? Yes. Yes, I have been immersed in Waffle House lore. Um, only a few weeks ago was the first time that I ate at a Waffle House. Wow. I know. I had to admit that to our readers. Now I'm <laughs> admitting it to our listeners. And that's really part of why I wanted to do this big Waffle House package. Right. Was... Uh, I see all these people around me who just adore Waffle House, and I wanted to know what is so endearing about Waffle House to people. If you didn't grow up with this, um, you know, with with uh, 1,900 units all around right. me, you know, that's how many they have in the country these days, um, what is it that's so attractive? And that's sort of what the big picture of uh, setting out to do this project was. Right. What is it? What is so endearing about Waffle House? Right. <laughs> yeah, I imagine part of it's that they are everywhere and, you know, they're all reliable. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you know what you're getting. That's right. Consistency was a big thing. Um, the 24-7 is a, a big yeah. thing. You know, late at night you can count on, on Waffle House. Yes, some of it is the food that you do know what you're getting. It's, yeah. And a lot of times people say it's not necessarily that it's great food, but I love it. Yeah. You know, or they when they make me such and such. Yeah. And certainly the people, everybody has their favorite Waffle House location. They yeah. call it my Waffle House. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's their Waffle House. Yeah. They know the people. Sometimes they have an order that might be waiting for them every day at a certain time yeah you know and they have their employees there and it's just like this big happy family right one of my favorite things about waffle house is that uh you know there are certain places where you can act they're actually exits off highways where there's one on either side oh yeah it's <laughs> i've always thought that was fascinating uh but you know it seems to work i guess it's just all about the traffic flow and which side people come off of the interstate on but yes. You know. Waffle House definitely has it down. They've got their system, so yep. I'm sure that they have done their traffic studies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing, though, that in terms of uh, what were the stories that we, we tried to tell, right. there are so hundreds of articles that you can read about you know, Waffle House. So we did want to go a little bit in a different route in terms of let's be slightly quirky. And particularly for Atlantans who might have grown up with Waffle House, well, they don't maybe want us to read the same story over no. and over, right? So what's different about what we did? Um, we did give a really fun guide to hash browns, you yeah. know? I mean, that's a pretty fun um, lexicon all in itself. Oh, yes. But there were other things about the menu that fascinated me that because a few of them um, are named after people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we ended up tracking down some of those people. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, Bert's Chili actually spoke with us, the yeah. Bert guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's retired now, yeah. but... Wow, who knew? Yeah. Um, you know, some people might know that there's a museum here yep. in Atlanta, or Decatur, but uh, 
they might not know what's exactly in there. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the most interesting projects for me was learning about the love that Atlanta chefs have for Waffle House. Yeah. And they get so inspired by... Um, by the food there that they go off and they make these dishes in homage to the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in one case, you know, Chris Hall from Local 3 got hand slapped because he did uh, an asparagus covered, smothered, and what's the other? What, Scattered, smothered, thank and covered. Thank you, yes. thank you. I'm learning the lingo. Uh, and he got a cease and desist order. Yeah. Because that's trademark. <laughs> right. So it's so fun. That's yeah. so great. And you know a lot of people didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And and so the, all of the things that, that Lagaya and her team did uh, are online. You can see those at AJC.com. That's correct, right? It came out in the the uh, August 18th uh, issue in print, but absolutely, right. you yep. can, uh, and, you know, I think that print edition is pretty much collector's item. Yeah, so. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it really looks great. It's It's got the, you know, the iconic Waffle House logo, that sort of stuff. It really looks cool. But certainly, yes, people should go and check it out online. It's pretty fun to read. So tell me about your first trip to Waffle House. Okay, it was very memorable. Um, even the planning was memorable. So I went with Ben Brash and Raisa Habersham. Both of them are uh, AJC reporters. Ben is from Florida, but he's just a diehard Waffle House fan. And he has been for some time. And Raisa is a native Atlantan, so she knows Waffle House really well. You know, she grew up with it, too. Ben asked me, did I want the uh, early morning trucker coffee Waffle House experience or did I want late night revelry experience? Right. So I opted for late night revelry. But (laughs) (laughs) in my book, late night was all of like 11 o'clock because I really do go. I sleep. I am a sensible person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't stay up much later than that. So I was very tired when I got there. In any case, we decided to go to the one on Cheshire Bridge because that's, you know, there would be lots of interesting people there. Yeah. And that was true. Um, And they just tried to help me, you know, order as I was just trying to keep up speed. They knew their order so quickly. Yeah. And they just spouted it out. And I was, you know, struggling a little bit. But the Waffle House people were very kind. And my husband came along and he played music on the jukebox. And (laughs) and it was a good time. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You want to go first with that? Uh, okay, so I'm going to get this patty melt. The onions on the okay? Yes, that's fine. Would you like to try anything in your hash browns? Cheese onions in them? Oh, yes. I'll do... What do you guys think about the diced cat? Not good? No, no, it's a very personal choice. It's a personal how do you like them the best? Onions and cheese is the most popular. Okay, so smothered covered. Yep. I'll do smothered covered. Okay. Okay. So you were you were just at Waffle House for a special event. Yes, I was at the Waffle House takeover. Yep. So much fun. <laughs> uh, so, so it was at the Waffle House on Piedmont and Far Road mm-hmm. in um, Buckhead. Right. And it was actually in conjunction with the Giving Kitchen, which is a nonprofit here in Atlanta that uh, services the folks in the um, food service industry yep. when they're experiencing economic hardship. And so every year, the Giving Kitchen has an annual auction. It's called Team Heidi. And one of the auction items was a night at uh, Waffle House for a multi-course dinner 
Waffle House inspired menu prepared yeah. by two uh, Waffle House fanboys, uh, Kevin Gillespie and Chris Hall. Right. So that went that happened on August 18th, and it was fabulous. I'll tell you. Imagine. Think about this. So they had bacon and eggs. That was but bacon and eggs their way. So it was applewood smoked bacon and deviled eggs. Yeah. All right. They did ham and cheese, but ham and cheese, oh, with raisin toast. So uh. good. But, you know, this is pretty fancy because they used Gruyere. It was great. Yeah. Oh, with a peach, uh, with yeah, a peach pecan chutney. Huh. I mean, wow. would you ever really see that at Wild Flats? No. no. <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, they did a uh, sausage and egg cheese grit. They did their own version of a patty melt. Mm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Pork chop dinner with the craziest roasty potatoes uh, that were kind of like the hash browns, but super flattened. Mm-hmm. Triple stack. And it, it was almost like a uh, potato latke. Mm. So good with this sort of fresh cream cheese on top instead yeah. of sour cream. And then finally is an ode to the chocolate chip waffle yeah they did a version that they used the waffle house batter and but then they added chocolate to it and they rolled it up kind of like a um little debbie the uh swiss cake roll Mm -hmm. and then there was like this iced coffee um sort of essence on top yeah that sounds great yeah i know that's so (laughs) not what you get at every other waffle house but that one night only yeah that sounds awesome great time so yeah and and uh, like you said it's for a great cause it sounds like it was a blast yeah you know if folks go uh next year to team heidi they can um bid on that because once again waffle house will you know uh close the place down and, and and do that for charity yeah it was pretty funny i mean waffle house closes for nothing right yeah i mean it's got to be really bad if Waffle House closes so the fact that they were closed that means that you know those guys are on board with uh yeah with this project that's terrific while you were at the the uh the giving kitchen event you actually talked to the chefs there as well about about waffle house and about all of those sort of things sure you know and uh we well i chatted a bit with kevin gillespie he uh actually grew up in uh such a small town that they only had one restaurant and it was Waffle House, and that's kind of where his love of Waffle House came from. He'll tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah. So I'm here with Chef Kevin Gillespie. I know you're a huge Waffle House fan. You and Waffle House go way back. Tell yeah. us about it. I love Waffle So Waffle House was the only restaurant in my hometown in Locust Grove, Georgia. So uh, for years, that was really if you were going to go out to eat, like you had to go to Waffle House. Um, and so it was the place we went for breakfast. It was the place we went after, you know, going hunting as a kid. Um, when you were a teenager and old enough to drive, it was definitely like the place that the teenagers hung out like late at night. So, yeah, it's it's got a, I have a soft spot in my heart for Waffle House. And but also, yeah, you're you have some muscle too because you've competed a couple times in the uh, Waffle House Throwdown. Yes, and I just found out that I'm competing in the next Charleston Food and Wine in the Waffle House Throwdown. So yeah, it's uh it's tough. It's the hardest cooking competition you can ever do because. It turns out cooking at the Waffle House is really hard. Like, really? what's so hard about it? Well, so obviously there's no there's no ticket to read, so everything is just called out vocally. So you have to remember everything. And they their goal is to have food on the table in eight minutes, from when a guest walks in the door to when they're eating, eight minutes. So there's no time to stop and be like, uh, "What am I missing?" Like you just have to go really, really fast. And they have kind of their own language, so until you learn it, it's really confusing. Well, how well do you speak Waffle House? Um, you know it. I kind of know what they're saying, 
but clearly not well enough because every time I compete, I'm always have to ask for like a recall three or four times. We're like, what are you saying? I don't know what we're making. So, but I noticed last year there was a cheat sheet um, that they had out. They don't have it out this year. So, but I took a photo of it on my phone. I'm not going to share it, but I'm going to study up before the competition this year. It sounds like you might have a leg up this fall. Maybe. Theoretically, I do. I mean, in the sense that I'll be able to hear what they're saying, that doesn't mean I'll be able to cook any faster. This is Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. We'll continue with more of our conversation about Waffle House. But first, here's more of our list of things to do around Metro Atlanta. Folks strolling the Atlanta Botanical Garden will be met with humongous metal sculptures sprinkled throughout. A bouquet of flowers rises more than 30 feet out of a fountain, a similarly impressive tower of cranes reaches skyward, and a 7,500-pound gleaming white pegasus is poised to take flight above the trees of Midtown. Even the garden's beloved topiary earth goddess gets into the act, cradling a metal peace crane in her outstretched hand. They're among the 70 graceful metal renderings of origami birds, butterflies, and flowers spread among 19 installations by Kevin Box in his new Origami in the Garden exhibition. Read our interview with the artist and learn about how he creates these monumental sculptures in our story on AJC.com. It's blazing hot out there this week, but you don't have to melt away this summer just because you don't have a private pool in the backyard. You don't have to drive hours away to beat the heat at the nearest water park either. We've put together a list of some local public pools that are highly rated, clean, renovated, and ready to help you cool off this year. You'll find the story online at AJC.com. Now it's time for this week's adoptable pet from the folks at Lifeline who run the Fulton and DeKalb shelters along with the Lifeline Community Animal Center. The first thing you should know about Tawny is that she loves people, including the kids she's met, and is super easygoing. Any person who walks in the door is going to get a lap full of cuddles and some puppy eyes begging for treats. Tawny would be an excellent outdoor buddy since she's easy on a leash and great in the car. Her short-term foster said that Tawny is friendly, sweet, cuddly, quiet, and well-behaved in the home. She's both house and crate trained and can hang with a crowd or entertain herself. When she's around people, Tawny digs snuggles and back scratches. She also loves treats and will sit pretty and patiently for one. This gorgeous girl is ready to be an A-plus addition to your family. She's available at the Lifeline Community Animal Center at 3180 Presidential Drive in Atlanta. You'll find a photo of Tawny and a link for more info on the story page for this podcast on AJC.com. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. This is Access Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The facts matter now more than ever. Get unlimited digital access to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution so you know what's really going on, and you're helping us fulfill our mission to bring you the news that's important to you. Now, for a limited time, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. 
politics, investigations, breaking news, sports, dining, and of course, all the arts and entertainment coverage I talk about each week in the podcast. And it's all less than a dollar. It's our best offer of the year for the best journalism in Atlanta. Go to subscribe.ajc.com podcast to get unlimited digital access for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com podcast to join the community for just 99 cents. Let's continue our conversation about Waffle House. And while you're there, you talked to a, a worker who uh, had been there for quite a long time. Right. Actually, uh, Dean Alves, he has been working for Waffle House for 20 years. Wow. He is a unit manager at the uh, uh, unit on South Atlanta Road in uh, Vinings. But here is a fun fact. He is the one responsible for training Chris Hall to uh, participate in the Waffle House throwdown that happens annually and chris is a three-time champion huh. but it's all because of dean alves yeah for him like you know that's great showing his waffle house muscle <laughs> on, on the line <laughs> that's awesome oh my name is dean alves i work at 424 on south atlanta road in smyrna in smyrna all right yes. so how long have you been working for waffle house realistically 20 years 20 years Wow. So for that long, what's keeping you working at Waffle House? I enjoy what I do. I love cooking food. And I like putting smiles on people's faces when I cook their food. What's your favorite order to hear? Uh, I say pork chop and eggs. Why? Uh, because when I finish cooking pork chop and eggs, people are like, wow, this doesn't taste like any pork chops I've ever eaten before. Nice. It has your personal touch on it, maybe. Yeah, I just like what I do. So. Uh, like I said, Chris has been coming to my restaurant for years, so I've been I've trained Chris how to cook Waffle House. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he holds the Waffle House line cooks in high regard. He won, he won three years in a row. He did. So yeah, did you train him a little bit? Yes, I've trained Chris. That's why he's won three years in a row. <laughs> now, what is the most demanding Waffle House dish to make? Um, I would honestly say probably the omelets are probably the hardest thing for people that don't know how to make them because they're made with air. So when we put them in this blender, they're whipped with air. And when we, once the oil heats up, we still have to shake it to heat it up to keep it fluffy. And the longer it sits, the worse it gets. So you try to make it so when it's done, they come pick it up as soon as you put it on the plate because it loses air when it sits there. So I don't make them. When somebody calls it in to go, I don't make it till they get there. Because if, if it's this fat when you finish, when it loses air, it's about this big. So are there any cooking skills that what you learn here at Waffle House, you translate it at home? Like if we're thinking about the home cook who wants to do things as efficiently as Waffle House, do you have any tips on that? Uh, eggs and cheese. Do it in two separate pans. Because I got a lot of customers come in, they say, Dean, when I make these eggs at home, they don't come out the same. So I put cheese in it. I said, you got to use two separate pans. You make your eggs in one pan, and then you put your cheese in another pan, and you take the hot eggs and put them and mix them up together. Oh, that is a great tip. Thank you. They don't work. They don't work. You know how people got, you know, the pans at home that you can put cheese in it with eggs and it don't stick? It doesn't work well. It doesn't come out consistently. So that's why you had to use two separate pans. Now everybody seems to have like their, you know, wonky Waffle House story. Perhaps it's late at night and the, the such and such happened. So what's your um, most interesting customer memory from 
or through the years? Uh, I don't think I should say that one on tape. <laughs> nah, I'll leave that one alone. I've had, I've been Waffle House 20 years, so you know I have some stories, a lot of stories, and they're not made for recordings. <laughs> In researching all this, you went, so what, did you come up with an order that's your order? Not yet. <laughs> I think I'm going to have it, but it would be like me speaking a foreign language. So I think it's going to be the hash browns, but I don't know the way to say it yet. And it's going to be the ones where I'm going to have some cheese, the tomato, onions, peppers, and mushroom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be good. It's kind yeah. of a slightly that, healthy. I think it could be a, right. the most helpful version right. of yeah, that. Yeah, and that's a, that's that would be a long order because it's like, oh, God, I, could, I can't even remember them all, but scattered, smothered, covered, diced, capped. Peppered, capped. peppered, and capped. Yeah. Right. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> In my head, it sounds great. I'm going to have to go multiple times to get right. uh, to get it right. down. Because um, it should just roll off the I top. know. Like, somebody just says, <laughs> like, all-star. Yeah. Give me the all-star. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. I do like the patty melt, but everybody yeah. gets the patty melt, and I yeah. don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah. So I need to go a lot to figure that out. <laughs> All right, so Shane, it's kind of my turn. I've been under the hot seat for so long. You know, even the CEO of Waffle House, um, uh, Walt Amor, was razzing me because I had only just come there for the first time. Right. So, all right, so I'm going to put other people on the hot seat now. Right. What is your favorite Waffle House order? Well, probably it does change because I'm not, I'm not always, you know, in the same mood, but generally it's country ham and eggs with hash browns, scattered, smothered, and covered, and occasionally diced, occasionally throw in some tomatoes, but most of the time just scattered, smothered, and covered, because, you know, why be about health at Waffle House? It's not... It's Waffle House <laughs> is not about health. It's no. about community. Exactly. So, it's yes. It's about, you know what, sometimes you just need to be bed at three o'clock in the that's morning. That's right. That's right. And that's what the order really depends on. What time of day are you there? Are you there, you know, during the day, you've had a good night's sleep, or are you there very late at night? It sort of depends. And that's, you know, but but uh, country ham is good for me anytime. I love it. And, and eggs, I can have them scrambled, sometimes over easy. It just depends on my mood. Well, any time of day, Waffle House will be there for you. Shane. Yes, yes. That's the great thing about Waffle House. And we did ask a bunch of other people for their order as well. Uh, we, like, canvassed the newsroom and got some other folks to tell us. Let's exactly, hear what they say. Yeah, exactly what they order. My Waffle House order is a Texas milk with a fried egg, with a side of hash browns, scattered, smothered, and covered, and a sweet tea. I like to get the all-star breakfast, egg scrambled with cheese, with the hash browns, smothered and covered, wheat toast, bacon. Uh, usually I get the same thing I get all the time. I get an all-star breakfast. Um, I get uh, scrambled eggs with cheese, grits. I don't get the hash browns. I get bacon. Uh, usually they usually try to give me like, um, some kind of weird kind of spread for my raspberry, I mean, my raisin toast, but I always prefer fruity jelly. So I like to get the grape jelly or the um, mixed fruit jelly, not that apple, whatever crap they give you, and sweet tea. But I always get my sweet tea in a to-go cup because I don't really trust those cups that they have. So, uh, so yeah, that's my typical uh, Waffle House breakfast. Uh, so I 
almost always get the waffle with the pecans on top and the pecan sauce. Um, I love waffles. I love pecans. Put them together. It's even better. Okay, Shane, so now you've heard what everybody else says about their order. But I'm telling you, I think that the most professional hash brown order is coming from fanboy Kevin Gillespie, who absolutely has the Waffle House lingo down. Yep. Listen to this. (laughs) All right, so before we leave, uh, obviously the big question. When you go to Waffle House, what's your order? Uh, Meat lovers, chicken and eggs, scrambled with cheese, grits, raisin. And how fast can you say your hash brown order? Uh, Scattered, smothered, covered, chunk, top, dice, cap, peppered. The AJC brings you the best of what's happening in and around Atlanta on AJC.com, along with deeper looks at trends in arts and entertainment and compelling looks at lost bits of history. Here's a taste of what you'll find there. Tucked behind the wrought iron gates that line the frontage at 801 Old Pretoria Road is the stuff that retreat-style getaways are made of an 1851 mansion appointed in period furniture available for rent as a wedding venue or other private event. Farm acreage dotted with grapevines, beehives, and citrus trees. A long dirt road flanked by pecan trees that leads to secluded rustic guest houses and an 85 acre lake surrounded by bald cypress trees draped in Spanish moss. It's hard to imagine that such idyllic grounds were once a slave plantation. Yet the past and present of this 1,638-acre property, known as Resora and named to reflect resilience and resourcefulness, is worth showing and telling. As part of the newly launched Southwest Georgia Agritourism Trail, promoted on Airbnb, visitors encouraged to visit Resora and other destinations on the trail for not only a restful vacation, but also an educational experience that sheds light on the region's rich agricultural history. What makes the trail even more unique, considering its history, is that it is hosted by black farmers with long-standing ties to the area. Read all about the agritourism trail and get the story behind it in this week's Living and Arts section in the Sunday, June 19th Atlanta Journal-Constitution, or find it online at AJC.com. Juneteenth recognizes the last African-American slaves being freed in 1865, more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Now a federal holiday, Juneteenth celebrates African-American freedom, history, culture, achievements, and more with a variety of commemorative events including history lessons, art, music, and empowerment programs. To commemorate the holiday and spend time with family, you can participate in a range of Metro Atlanta-based activities throughout the weekend, including a special picture book reading for children, a processional with African drummers, an appearance by the Black Buffalo Soldiers in uniforms along with their horses and more. We'll tell you about these events and more in this week's Go Guide in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on Friday, June 17th. You'll also find the story online at AJC.com. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And you'll be among the first to hear our new format when we relaunch in late summer. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. The podcast is edited by Tyson Horn. The theme music is by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host and the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more great interviews and events. Ocean Breeze, Tropical Beach, Pina Colada. 
You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.